0: Welcome to Behind the Sofa Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Behind the Sofa where we review the top 100 horror movies of all time My name's Ollie And I'm Kirsty This is not the one
1: (laughs) Well that answers my first question (laughs) From, uh, from last week, I hate this film. I um, I, th-
0: I like to think a man of uh, I I you know as a as a a man I've I've grown since I was like in my when did I say I watched this like this came out in two thousand three like, so. yeah so when I was in my early twenties mm. um I guess in this case uh, no I've. Uh, <laughs> I've okay. not learnt to appreciate the, uh, this movie at all okay. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that's been going on but all I've really been fixated on since we watched this last night was uh, ugh <laughs> go on, I, want okay. you to give, I want you to give me your, your thoughts because what are, we, what are we talking about first of
1: all well this, uh, this review is of 2003's Switchblade Romance which is number 66 on our top 100 horror movies in history um this is also known as high tension or haute tension if you're feeling fancy in french um it was uh, directed by alexandre arger yeah i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce apologies um and uh yeah i i went into this uh, i hadn't seen it before ollie had seen it many many years ago and hated it and uh we wanted to see what the um <laughs> what the yeah. general feeling can was we, now can,
0: can we split the difference and
1: he's uh, made his feelings clear very early on so. i i
0: feel like I made my i feel like you could hear my eyes rolling in my head last night there was like <laughs> dead silence in the room and it's like <laughs> and i was like oh god it was lots of huffing and sighing and no. <laughs> lots of like exasperated exclamations <laughs>
1: I guess i didn't notice but. Yeah, well,
0: I, I guess maybe i'm good at hiding it then <laughs> anyway but.
1: well you know we're two minutes in we've got about 40 something minutes to fill now is it just going to be you ugh, it's going to be
0: old man yells at cloud for <laughs> for a good uh, for a good <laughs> section of this uh, of this podcast but go on i want i want you to take the lead because i i just feel like i've my views are pretty clear i'm sure by now um okay go on tell me what you thought
1: okay i didn't hate it
0: oh god <laughs> <laughs> I
1: didn't hate it, but I have many questions.
0: Yeah. Of course you would of course you would have loads of questions. How could you not have loads of questions?
1: Right, so uh anyone who's listened before or if you're new, welcome. Yeah. Um we're not normally this hate filled. But
0: uh Speak for yourself.
1: <laughs> but uh, not about the movies yeah, though.
0: The...
1: <laughs> the the show is uh gonna be completely filled with spoilers so if you have not seen switchblade romance high tension hope tension however you want to call it uh this will kind of explain everything about the film so if you don't want it spoiled please switch off now um but if you're still here thanks if
0: if you also don't want the film's filled don't watch the final 15 minutes (laughs) would be my uh would be my suggestion
1: now um would it interest you to know because uh, it, i mean we look we look at like little reviews and things just to see whether there's anything that we've missed and stuff and a lot of people on sort of imdb and that were just like the film the film is great it's got amazing effects it's gory it's tension filled you, sh- you hope it would with a name like high tension if it wasn't it would be a bit rubbish but yeah. um it's uh the special effects are amazing the idea behind it all is very is very cool it feels quite claustrophobic when it begins and it's just absolutely brutal and everyone's just like this film is perfect and it's fantastic and it's a great horror film except for this stupid twist so we'll kind of lead up to it i think a little bit more i don't think well we you,
0: you you here's the thing i you tell me everything that you thought up until the point of the twist and Mm -hmm. then i feel like then i feel like i can jump in so go on tell me tell me what you thought
1: okay well um just just a tiny summary of the film so far so you have uh marie who is driving with her friend alex to alex's parents house where her uh, mom dad and younger brother live and their dog hendrix hendrix the dog is a good boy Rover I mean, Hendricks. He, he gets the <laughs> He gets Pick the, up your uh, damn dog. <laughs> He gets the he gets the Good Boy Award for, for this week, which is always very sad. It tends to be if you see a dog in a in a horror film, they'll either end up being the hero or they end up being dead.
0: Normally dead.
1: Yeah, normally dead, unfortunately. Um but yeah, they're driving to like the, the south of France, even though this was all filmed in Romania. Yeah. Um, but set in the south of France. So they go out to this beautiful rural farmhouse um you very briefly meet alex's parents and younger brother and dog uh before they go off to bed for the night and uh then all hell breaks loose uh they're they're all dozing off and asleep and then this uh and
0: masturbating don't forget oh that's a very important part which i happen
1: to (laughs) i want to discuss later in gratuitously masturbating there is there is masturbation um but, uh, yeah, this uh, old Citroën H, which I kind of want, this cute little truck. Not
0: this version of Not it. Not that one, no. <laughs>
1: um, drives up out, out of nowhere, and uh, the entire family, with the exception of Alex and Marie, are brutally slaughtered. And um, then it kind of goes on and goes on from there. They uh, Alex gets kidnapped, Marie goes after her, and... Um, that's that's the the sort of larger chunk of the film essentially is them like trying to work out how they're going to escape this crazed killer creepy old guy
0: now you have a phone in front of you i Can do you just do a quick google uh-huh is this the only example of a piano being used as a murder weapon in a in a horror movie
1: is it a piano or is I thought it, thought it was a, a pian-
0: book- it's a bookshelf but it's got like wheels on it i thought it was like a stand-up piano
1: uh, I okay, if it's thought a, it was a bookshelf. Okay, if it's a bookshelf no, I literally, is it the, I is literally it the only bookshelf
0: that has been used yeah, as a I murderous yeah, weapon?
1: I literally wrote down uh, for anyone who's watched this, you'll understand how hard would you have to push a bookcase into the side of someone's head to decapitate them?
0: It's the least. Fully- <laughs>
1: Full decapitation with one push.
0: See, that's the kind of thing. That's where I can suspend disbelief in a horror movie because <laughs> cool. it looks. Yeah, you know I mean, rule of cool. Mm-hmm. It looks. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. And as this kind of movie, this like French. There's like a bit of a renaissance in like French horror movies in the early two thousands, where they were like super super intense, like martyrs and all that kind of thing, like frontier. Um, I love that's that's the bit I'm like well on board. <laughs> with. I think that bit's great.
1: Yeah, so that's uh, the the killer turns up, uh, ringing on the doorbell in the middle of the night. Alex's dad goes downstairs, opens the door. The uh, the guy pulls out his switchblade uh, and uh, slashes him right across the face, across <laughs> the, the bridge cane of the nose. From
0: Citizen Kane.
1: <laughs> grabs him, shoves his head through between two banisters on the staircase, and then pushes a bookcase into the side of his head completely lopping his head off. Mm. I was like, mm, okay.
0: Like looks, I said, looks cool. I'm willing to overlook it. I'm, you know what I mean? The guy's not a doctor. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Kirstie's not a doctor. Who knows? Maybe that's a common occurrence. Not <laughs> going to try it.
1: Not going to try it. I have gonna... got my
0: head caught in the banister.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Um, yeah, and then... Um, uh, so... We're not. We're not gonna go through like bit by bit. But these were the bits that kind of grabbed me, and I was just like, "Is that real?" But how real do you want a horror movie to be? To be fair. Yeah. Um, but there was, you know, like Marie, uh, like knows that that's going on upstairs, uh, downstairs. So she runs upstairs. She, um, like tidies all her stuff away makes the bed so it looks like the spare room is empty which is very smart but she even goes to the trouble of going into the bathroom wiping down the sink which i would never think of i'd just be like you know now
0: here's the thing yeah the one that was the one moment on the rewatch mm. that i thought oh that's quite clever mm. because spoilers we're getting this is it now <laughs> we cannot talk about this movie for any longer without bringing up the twist at the end can i do it yeah
1: okay so, all the way through this film, you've had this uh, greasy, old, scary looking, probably smells kind of guy who's oh, yeah. like no in, way a mechanic, he smell. in a mechanic's uh, outfit. Um, and uh, he's the killer that's been like robotically stalking around the house and killing everyone in a variety of imaginative ways. And then the last section of the film, uh, it becomes clear that Marie (laughs) it's making very French noises Uh, (laughs) Marie is actually delusional and has been the killer the entire time she has been hallucinating this killer when it's actually been her and she is madly in love with Alex who is now terrified because her her friend is is, uh, broken but the one person that you have to blame for the way that the end of this film went is
0: um i have no idea (laughs) the fucking director (laughs) the writers and directors luke besson oh fucking luke besson of course it would be
1: besson is the ex-husband of my wen who played alex Uh huh. he consulted on the script and it his uh it wasn't his idea to do the twist Uh but it was his idea to make it appear a lot sooner now what the original screenplay was that they got all the way to the very end mm. the police turn up they rescue alex they rescue marie then everything else marie is then you see her at the police station she's in cuffs and the idea is you're like well, why is she in cuffs she's telling her story of what happened and you know how they got away and what happened at the petrol station or whatever they wheel a tv and they show her the security footage that we saw in the film of her killing jimmy the the petrol station guy and then they're like do you want to change your story
0: okay now that Mm. sounds better yeah it's still terrible Mm -hmm. it's still terrible Mm -hmm. because it leaves plot holes that you could drive a fucking Citroen H through (laughs) but at least it doesn't village it you know what I mean the thing is oh I know you love I I know I love the village the village is fine up until (laughs) the twist (laughs) and the twist is revealed in the the most hacky mm. awful way mm. that you could oh, oh i'm mysteriously reading this newspaper oh it's like so uncinematic mm. like when they reveal it in in uh switchblade romance that um that alec uh, not alex what's her name marie. The, uh, marie is the is the killer it's so unceremonious there's no like swell of music there's nothing like that it just literally is like Boom. Oh, oh! Look, she's the killer. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, man! That doesn't make any sense.
1: I think, I think I uh, actually went. Huh. Oh,
0: huh. <laughs> I did hear huh. you go. Oh, <laughs> which is uh, which is not what you want in the cinema when you're no. playing it in front of a packed house of gore hounds. Everyone just goes, oh. <laughs> um, but but going back to what I was saying before, so on the rewatch, that was the one moment the when she goes in and she dries the sink Mm. and all those things she puts all her stuff away so that it looks like the room that she's been sleeping in is just a spare room and no one else is there and then he goes in and checks the sink to see if it's dry and then feels the tap and feels that there's some water that's been you know the end of the tap is wet that's the one moment where i was like oh that's clever because if we are to believe this terrible twist at Mm. the end then they think exactly alike. Yeah. And that's where I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. After that, it all went completely downhill. The fucking, the rails came off the toboggan (laughs) and I was just careening down there. (laughs) Now,
1: the bit bit that gets me is that in similar films, I was trying to think of examples. I'm sure there are plenty out there, uh, but they're just escaping me right now. Where you have a twist and you find out that this person that you've been sort of gunning for the whole time is the is the killer, not scream, but you know other ones like that where the killer themselves have been like a sort of shadowy figure on the on the outside of it um, for most of the film. So it's the reveal is then frightening. Mm. But in this, it's like a fully imagined human being mm. who is there the whole time also performing fellatio on a severed head, which, which I just think is pure shock value, but it doesn't add anything to the story. How is that explained that it was there, there was no one there apart from the audience yeah. to see it happen? So it doesn't work. Because right. I read
0: I read a thing with Alexander <coughs> Ayer that basically said, um, oh, the, everything that takes place in the film is being told in the police station by Marie. Right. Which is bullshit, because why is she telling... <laughs> She's telling parts of the story that, that her character would not have been able to to no, see. She wasn't in them. Yeah, so I was just like, okay. So the movie automatically has no internal logic whatsoever. Yeah. Where are the two cars? Yeah. Okay. So. They turn up in their little, uh, vavavum, little Peugeot 206. Yeah, little French car. Nicole Papa. And I was like, <laughs> okay, right, okay, <laughs> let's forgive them that. So they turn up in this little Peugeot 206, and then all of a sudden we get to see the, you know, the, the very iconic, I guess, in terms of horror movies, probably second only to Elvira's car and Christine. Yeah. Other than that, it's got to be one of the more iconic cars in horror movie history. So they ter- so they turn up in their Peugeot, and then all of a sudden we see Greasy Killer um, <laughs> in uh his Citroën H. Then, later on at the petrol station, we see the Citroën H drive away without Marie, and then she gets into the Stang, <laughs> the yellow and black Stang yeah. gang, and then they chase each other. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, so... <laughs> in this imagined uh, it just makes no sense It makes no sense to me
1: like where was she driving yeah was was Alex driving the car who's driving the car was she in the car was she having an out of body experience was someone else following like I said she was the one who drove him off the road Hmm. in the Citroen H she's the one driving yeah Alex in the car like it just doesn't make sense it makes sense up to that point you could just literally have it that he's like a crazed killer like um when i was asking ollie about like what this film was going to be like and i'd read the tiny summary that i read on the last episode and i was like is it like wolf creek and he was like kind of but not at all because obviously your mind was completely on the twist rather than like this but i
0: also don't but for me wolf creek um presents itself as being totally real yeah whereas as soon as you see someone's head being wrenched off with a bookcase yeah then i'm like well this film is automatically like you know it's gone beyond real yeah it's like to me there you know there there's a difference in tone between the two mhm uh-huh. um like i said it's way more stylized it suffers very heavily from that two early 2000s david fincher spaced <laughs> <laughs> like, there's loads of, like, weird editing techniques and, like, slow-mo, fast-mo, kind of, like, zooming yeah, in and out. Like some of the
1: camera shots Like, were some of the right. things like
0: that, I think, have aged so badly. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, like I said, it's not... Like, Wolf Creek, maybe, would yeah. be the like, closest thing I could think of, but Wolf Creek is way better than this. Yeah. Way better.
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, it's... <sighs> Like I said, it was just a whole bunch of questions. The thing that bu- the thing that bugged me the most, I think, was that the entire film was focused on Marie. It wasn't really focused on Marie and Alex's relationship. There was a little nod no. at there, a little bit. And then Marie is outside having a cigarette, and she looks up and she sees Alex naked and showering or whatever, and then she goes up to her room and uh, has some fun by herself. And... That kind of makes it a little more obvious that she's maybe got a crush on her, not like a mind bending, psycho, like psychotic break inducing Mm. obsession with her. And I was like, okay, so is this scene with her like masturbating basically, um, is that the idea? Were they trying to say that like that manifested the killer into being and that's what made her decide what she was going to do? If so, why was it that we had the briefest introductions to her parents and her family, and what would lead her to be like, "Oh, we can be together if i kill if I kill them?" because there was no sign of them being like religious zealots, no homophobes, strict. She or, also doesn't
0: like spurn her advances no, or anything like not that. At all. there's no the only thing that could possibly lead to, i'm gonna go on a murder <laughs> i'm gonna go on a murder rampage and kill your whole family and then probably you is that she sees her in the shower
1: yeah and she taught and before that she was talking about how she's got a crush on a guy mm. uh, but even then it wasn't particularly obvious that like that was what was uh, that was what was happening if there had been an actual point where something had happened Um, You know, like an off comment about from the family from a family member about you know like oh do you have a boyfriend or you know time to settle down with a nice man or something like that. Like even that wouldn't have been enough because
0: I remember my memory of this movie was that they were a couple.
1: Yeah, and in everything, uh, even 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 at
0: the beginning, Mm. they sort of the way they joke around with each other. Yeah, I was like, oh, they're a couple, and then they've broken up. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, but they're still friends," which to me would have made more sense in terms of like, "I must have you because I've got my uh, the my love for you has been reignited by seeing you in a really weirdly positioned shower." Yeah. Um,
1: even even if they had been like, "Right, we're a couple." But my parents are super strict. They don't know about us. I'm not out to them yet. So we have to sleep in separate beds. We have to pretend we're not in a relationship. All that kind of stuff. And they had an argument about it beforehand and whatever. That would have worked. Even even that would have worked a bit more Mm. for me than how this is. There was just nothing. There was no final sort of climax point where she was just like, right, that's it. I've gone fully crazy and I'm Mm. now going to kill your family so that we can be together. There was no sense to it i mean the fact that she's meant to be you know completely unhinged anyway they may have been like well she didn't need a reason because she clearly already had you know like all of these uh like mental struggles and stuff but it just didn't make it clear to the audience what led her to this horrific these horrific acts which involved like killing a dog and a tiny child as well
0: um thumbs up to them for uh, not showing that kid getting killed as well although they did they did
1: show of, a gratuitous I literally wrote, I was like <laughs> gratuitous like, shot like scanning like aerial shot of the cornfield with a dead child like laying I, on his face I
0: did I thought to myself as I was watching you like good for them well done for not <laughs> well done for not they did show you know the the was it the implied uh, copulation with the mother's throat wounds. At one point, did you get heard it? Yeah, so that that was heavily implied, and then blood spraying all over the 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 what do you call it the the Venetian doors or whatever they're called. But then I thought, oh, good for them for not showing that kid getting gunned down. Oh no! But then they had to fucking ruin it by having that like, (laughs) we can't dead kids that's gold that's gold dust we got to show that so they did have to do the little hover over the cornfield I was waiting just for see it. it and I
1: was like oh you're going to do it aren't you do it? Oh, you've oh, done it you've done it now
0: um, right here's the thing I have to get into the mind frame of 20 year old Ollie <laughs> who saw this movie and, and I have to remember what I thought of it up until the point of the twist and I feel like you're going to be my best chance of getting to that. Okay. Did you, think, did you find it tense and scary up until that point? Yes. Okay.
1: Absolutely. But we, we've discussed this on a number of occasions, probably off off camera because or off podcast, because uh, I don't know whether we've had that much in the way of that type of film on here so far. But everyone has their thing which freaks them out. Like things that kind of gross them out a little bit about horror films and things they don't particularly look forward to or particular types. For me, home invasion freaks the hell out of me.
0: Because yeah, because it is when, when truly it was happening, something I
1: would... that can happen in real life.
0: Yeah, when I when I when that was happening, I was like, Kirsty's not going to be enjoying this. I'm not going to like
1: it. Well, the thing is, like, I do enjoy it to a, to a degree because obviously the adrenaline. Uh, the adrenaline rush is what we get used to from being horror film watchers you know you get used to it but it's the bit that those are the bits that I don't like and I immediately start running through my head right what would I what would I do what would I do which is why when I was like Marie wiping down the sink I was like like it just wouldn't occur to me to do that but the you know the doorbell ringing in the middle of the night is always going to be a scary situation because you don't know what that is that could be an emergency could be someone in your family is unwell or something Mm. like that or it could be a crazed killer coming out into the middle of nowhere to come and slaughter you and your family um so that was great i thought um there was a point where i think it was when marie was outside she walked back in the the sounds outside of like you know like countryside at night were like getting louder and louder very gently getting louder and louder and then she walks in closes the door and as soon as she closes the door they stop and it's completely silent and it's kind of like the outside world is scary inside is safe and quiet but she gets led into the bedroom that she's staying in which is right at the very top of the house it's very isolated very claustrophobic feeling they've got that creepy element of the of the house down and I really enjoyed that. I thought they'd built it up really well. I thought with him, you know, trying to work out what the killer's like reasoning was, whether he knew them, whether he was just a random guy, you know, like like a Mick Taylor that just mm. sort of travels across the country killing whoever he comes across. Or was there a reason behind it? Had he been stalking the family for a really long time and he was waiting for Alex to come home to kill her? Mm. Um, I thought they did all of that really, really well. And I thought they did the, you know, Oh shit, he's coming back. You know, they get to the petrol station. I thought that was one of my favorite bits was you uh Marie like slowly making her way away and you've got the um the petrol pump clicking. You can hear it clicking and you know when it mm. stops that he is going to come round the side of the van and see her. Mm. Um and like Jimmy, the petrol station guy. I love the I'm trying to play it cool in a really terrifying situation. <laughs> that you have in a lot of films i always really enjoy that bit because you're waiting for it to happen you know it's gonna happen you know it's gonna become like a bloodbath but you're just waiting for like someone to slip up somehow
0: yeah and i thought it was just done really well here's the thing when i just asked you to channel 20 year old ollie and speak his truth and speak his (laughs) words you just did it in such a brilliant way and then all it did was make 34 year old Ollie, even more angry because all it does is just totally take the legs out of yeah. the, from under the film yeah. and obliterate any rewatch value whatsoever. Yeah. Because the twist is so dumb that when you know it and go back in to watch the movie, you think, oh yeah, that scene with Jimmy was great, where, yeah. they're, where, they're, in the, where they're in the gas station. Yeah, but it makes no fucking sense because. <laughs> he's like (laughs) looking out the corner of his eye like gives her like a little wink and a nod and all those things and then all of a sudden
1: like who was he talking to if not her
0: well he must have been talking to her but then she doesn't know him because she doesn't fucking live round there exactly she lives back up north yeah. And they've just driven down there for the very yeah. first time this weekend. Yeah,
1: so what did she do? Was she, was she like, like oh, walking if, in? Hey, if, Jimmy. If it,
0: is his name really Jimmy? That would be my only thing. It was, like, she doesn't really know him. And she just came in and was like, hey, how you doing, Jimmy? And he's like, I'm, who the fuck are you talking... You know what I mean? In which case, I know, Everything about it just makes me mad. Because underneath the bullshit, there's mm. a technically well-made movie. Yep. Technically well-made some really great tense moments in it um i like even last night i could i could just surface out of the bullshit it was almost like you know that you know that scene in um, game of thrones where uh, john snow is being like trampled yeah and he's like has to like he has to like force his way to the surface like yeah. it was like that that was like, that was me last night having to wade through the bullshit because there was a the great scene where they're in the like the the nursery like the hatch hatchery nursery thing yes and he you the, you can see like he's going back and forth with the torch oh i
1: love that bit and
0: then all of see yeah. and now you're going to be mad the next time you watch it if you ever watch it again because you'll yeah. be like well i know this is horseshit now because, yeah. because because and then he ties the torch to like a piece of rope and then she thinks she's about to sneak up on him with the, with the barbed wire bat and then realise, oh no, it's a trick. He's just He's left just, it there. just, yeah,
1: just swinging from side Great. to side. To oh my God. So, so good. So, so good.
0: And then all of a sudden, reality kicks back in. And you're like, oh, but Ollie, this makes no sense. Because yeah. at the end of the day, <laughs> she's just tied up a, a, a torch to a piece of rope. And then attacked herself. And then she's tried to kill herself with a piece of... All I can imagine is like...
1: Yeah, but she having a imagine, battle. But
0: imagine, yeah, imagine you were just like walking your dog alongside that nursery and you look through the window and it's literally just a woman fighting herself like Dwight in the office like in step in the nuts you know what I mean I was just like this is throat punch oh you thought you had me did you (laughs) you guys are so evenly matched (laughs) (laughs) that's all I can think of like perfectly symmetrical violence that's all I can think
1: the the, the, one of the only other films that I can think that has actually done this well and you're going to disagree with me on this I can see it happening because I know that this is a film that you do not like, but I enjoy the book and the film, uh, is Flight Club.
0: Also bullshit. I fucking hate that movie.
1: <laughs> but they do it really well. So mm. you've got Jack, like Ed Norton's character in the film, and then you've got Tyler, um, which is Brad Pitt's character in the film, who end up being the same person. But what they, the way that they do it with the reveal at the end when Tyler reveals to him, I am you, you are me, you, we're, we're the same person they flash back to real specific points within the previous bits of the film. And you, as the viewer, are like, oh Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't realise that, you know, like you don't actually see anyone like actually addressing Tyler. You see him, uh, you see Jack watching him as if he's part of the crowd, but it turns out it's actually him, you know, and all these these things. And you're like, ah, that's real clever. In this, there's no way of marrying up the... Petrol station scene, the car chase scene, the final battle between Marie and the killer, the head blowjob scene, the head blowjob scene. There's no way of marrying those two to be like, oh, okay, that was actually Marie that was carrying out all of these horrible things. It was, it's just, there's just no way of like bringing the two together. Um, Yeah, that's it. The the basis of the film. It really you know like it sucked me in i was i would have been more unhappy with it like i said if it was just a random guy and they managed to overpower him and that was it and then not do the twist and i think it it absolutely could have worked but it's it, just a tiny little bit that's of what makes, gore it, that makes it
0: even more annoying though imagine you're sitting down at a restaurant you've got a beautiful like we're all opening back up after lo- lockdown now you're at the restaurant you're eating a beautiful you know bowl of soup <laughs> Oh, delicious! Smells amazing, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just fish in, and there's like a fucking rat torso in there. You're <laughs> you're not going to remember like, oh yeah, that that was the best soup ever eaten, right up until the moment you're I just found that fucking. The rat torso. Yeah, that's all you're going to remember. <laughs> that's all you can remember on the rewatch. Yeah, and that's what makes it more annoying because it's actually a good movie. Yeah. ruined so fantastically by i would say a really cheap and lazy twist yeah all it is is shock value because yeah. i know a lot of people say oh that head blow job scene was just put in for shock value i 100 agree
1: absolutely
0: um but then the twist for me is is just as at fault for it it's just a, at just as at fault for just being in there for shock value once again it comes down to horror movies don't know how to fucking end.
1: It's
0: true. They don't know how to end. And <laughs> so they were like, Ugh, what would be... Let's, let's go to old Luke Besson. Uh, he, he knows how to end a film. Well, no,
1: like I said, they they already had the idea of the, the you know, like the twist at yeah, the end. But well. they were going to do it just as literally the last few minutes, which would have left a lot more people being like, huh? mm. we had more time to think about our, what yeah. the hell. <laughs> That's versus the- like, you know having that in the last couple of minutes and then cutting to credits and just turning to each other and going what? Like, uh,
0: I imagine watching it at the cinema and I imagine if they'd had that version of it you wouldn't have realised how shit it was until you'd got back out to the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> Which is when we talk <laughs> when about you, our films. You'd be, you'd be placated walking out like oh remember that scene with the fucking with the book the bookcase where he yeah. gets his head shot? that was great but one thing I didn't under- you know what I mean yeah. but you wouldn't un- you wouldn't really address it until you were like way out of the multiplex this time you were- about putting the seatbelt on. On this one, you while to you're in the to cin- sit with it, don't you? <laughs> you? You got you're in the cinema stewing on <laughs> how shit is, and then all of a sudden, by the time you leave, you're about to fucking riot and ask for your money back,
1: throwing chairs at the screen. Yeah, exactly. You
0: know? I'm just like sort of ripping seat cinema seat cushions off and throwing them at the screen.
1: And that's why we're not allowed in the Odeon anymore.
0: <laughs> exactly. Um, now.
1: I want to talk a bit more about the um like the practical effects, the special effects and the deaths okay, that we had far so They were, because they they were, were great. great. They were they fucking gnarly. Really
0: one that really I really appreciated last night was um the mother's yes. throat slitting. Yes. That was gory as hell. So he
1: has his he has his switchblade, which is his weapon of choice. Um, and he literally, you know, cuts her from ear to ear and he kind of tilts her head a little bit, but it's not the immediate gush of blood that we're used to there was a, th- a second or two where you just see it open like that and then the blood starts coming she almost like, and
0: she almost, like exhales yeah. as well
1: and it comes out I don't know why like that just you know that little second in between just set it up completely for me it mm. just really got it really got to me and it was just so so good and then like she's not um completely dead which is a bit crazy um, and then, uh, Jimmy, who takes an axe to the chest, that's, uh, like, uh, a proper shining rip- rip-off, but, Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah, they were like, it was an homage, it was, it was modelled after it. I was like, no, that is like, they've just basically gone. <laughs> so, yeah, an axe. But it wasn't just that, it was the axe, him falling down on his front after being whacked in the chest with an axe and it's still in him and then he like presses his foot down on his back yeah. to like push the, the axe even well. further and there, there was a crunch there um yeah it's uh, just those bits are really good um I think all
0: this is doing is making me more mad.
1: Just Marie <laughs>
0: Talking about the good bits just makes me even more mad.
1: Marie being stabbed with the sharp end of a crowbar that went like through her sort of upper chest and out, out her back was pretty intense as well. Um one of the other things that like talking about sort of the practical effects and how that worked in the film was like the first bit that we see is you know the uh the the feet of an unnamed person who's clearly like got a lot of uh injuries and stuff who by the end of the film we work out is marie who's you know in a mental ho- uh like a mental hospital uh in a padded room and stuff and um and then it cuts to like a flash of her um i was like is this a flashback of like are we gonna that is the whole film going to be like her recounting what happened which would again could have worked from that angle and i think they they may be considered that but you know she's got the same injury she's got the you know sort of tourniquet around her arm she's got like the cut the the gash in her stomach she's like running away she's wearing the same outfit that she was and everything and then she wakes up in the back of the car and she's like oh i had this dream that this thing happened and i'm like is she psychic is she clairvoyant is she is this oh, meant to be a prediction for the future I hate to why keep is on, that in there I
0: hate to keep on bringing up other things that we're not reviewing but that just that all that made me think of was that that scene that fucking amazing scene in Rick and Morty <laughs> don't roll your eyes I know there's a lot of problems around people like Rick and Morty fans which I do not think is a perfect show by any stretch of the imagination, but there is that one amazing scene where the guy, the lighthouse keeper, do you remember that? I don't And he so. makes Morty read his screenplay <laughs> and he's all like, oh, what did you think? And he's like, oh, you know, the only thing I didn't like is how um, how uh, the story starts at the end. And he's like, "Story should start where they should start. And he's like, get out. <laughs> like, all it made me think of is like, why are we starting the story at yeah. the end and then, and then flashback to three days before? And I'm like, No, just fucking started three days. Yeah, exactly.
1: It it doesn't doesn't add anything to the story. It just makes it even more weird and like. It it just makes
0: an even bigger fuck you when they do the twist at the end because they've just shown Marie doing what Alexa is it Alexa? Uh,
1: Alex. Alex. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's doing. Yeah, you didn't hear that. Yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Um, all it does is make that even more galling and just like just a little switcheroo. It's yeah. just such a cheap.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, gonna to go for, so I'm gonna have so to go bad. walk
0: for a walk in a minute and then curse for finish on annoyed. her own. Uh
1: Now the only other one that is like the ultimate gore, if uh, being being uh, like decapitated by a, a rolling bookcase isn't enough for you, and having your throat cut isn't enough for you, and having a a, a, a good boy, a good boy killed is not enough for you. Mm. Um yeah the uh concrete saw i believe or like a circular God. saw whatever it is like the breeze so block saw uh going through the car um windshield and into the car and completely like eviscerating the driver who was very french with his cigarette hanging out of his mouth the entire time mm. um the- the one bit, the fun bit that I read about that, like, from uh, behind-the-scenes thing was that, like, there was so much blood that came out. There was one bit where it, w- it actually, like, hit the camera. Yeah. Um, and in certain cuts, they actually kept that in because they really enjoyed, like, it wasn't intentional to have it, like, sprayed over the camera. Um, but one bit that I really enjoyed about that was that um, there was so much blood in that scene That when the camera was being used on another film and another set and everything and they like adjusted the zoom, it just started oozing blood because it had got (laughs) into the camera. Can you imagine? It would be horrifying. You'd be be like, What the hell
0: is that? Nice period drama (laughs) and all of a sudden.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Gross. But um yeah, even with all the gore, um, the bit that like Ollie fully predicted that would have grossed me out is uh glass shard of glass in Achilles tendon yeah I can handle the decapitation I can handle the throat slitting I can handle sex ty- severed heads yeah all that stuff I can just be like oh okay but like like I said you know home invasion and like actual real life injuries that could happen um yeah Achilles tendon no no thanks so at the end of it uh g- like graphically gorily really well done ramping up the tension uh and the feeling of isolation at the beginning where they were just like you know oh you just drive like until you get to the end of this cornfield and then you turn left and Mm. you need to know your way around here you know and really setting it up for being like left out of nowhere and they had considered having it take place over over you know just one night which they basically did over one night into the next day just in the house and on the homestead and in the grounds around it and in the cornfields and stuff, which yeah. could have worked. Yeah, but could again, have been cool. But again,
0: still would have, still that wouldn't twist, have addressed the problems. <laughs> no,
1: that twist wouldn't would have been there. So, yeah, beautifully set, some slightly questionable camera angles and, and uh, you know uh, camera effects and stuff, but the practical effects were amazing. Uh, the acting was really good. Um,
0: yeah. Um, but- what's the name of the actor? The the, the guy the the, dry- the greasy strangler whatever uh, his name is saying is so matt nahon he's like a famous french character actor yeah philippe nahon okay yeah so good job did a great job at being a total bag the two actresses um my mywen mywen
1: and uh, cecile de France. both
0: totally serviceable really really good Good. Yeah. you know t- you know if anything they were actually really good yeah and the- all of that just adds up <laughs> and is just jenga blocked right at the beginning right at the fucking end it has the achilles nope. tendon is slashed from the bottom of the movie pretty much and it all just collapses into a heap on the floor <laughs> because they couldn't think of a way to end it would it have been better okay right i'm pitching just the very first thing that comes to my mind would it have been better if it was literally just left as it's a serial killer and he goes around killing people yeah
1: yeah random killer yeah random killer it would have been so
0: bleak it would have been like Wolf Creek at that point yeah then it would have been like they could have been shown in a double bill
1: yeah Wolf Creek switchblade
0: that. romance and you'd have been like okay that's just fucking gnarly
1: I would, I would be absolutely fine with that but I would have liked a little bit more if they had have gone down that way rather than the rather than the twist I would have preferred them to uh, have a little bit more uh, expansion on the killer whether there was like i said you know whether he had been like stalking around the homestead whether like the dad when they arrive kind of um mentions you know oh, make sure you lock up if if you go outside for a cigarette make sure you lock up you know we've had had some weird noises and stuff probably just animals or whatever you know something like that so that we're aware that like they've noticed some strange happenings and that it's just happened now because this guy has n- now knows that Alex is coming home and he's got an obsession with Alex mm. and he's now going to kill everyone in the house just to get her.
0: A local like, farm boy, yeah. you know what I mean? Something like that.
1: Yeah, like he's been crazy about her for years and years and she's gone off to college or whatever and come back home in the summer and... This is his well, don't moment. They, don't they to mention get
0: something at the very start of the film where they're like, "Oh, when my parents moved in, everyone just thought they were like weird hippies, Lo- local
1: hippies." Yeah, Yeah, I
0: was like something like that, where it's almost a bit like straw Out of
1: towners, yeah. You know, yeah, like straw
0: dogs. Yeah, we don't like, like your
1: kind round here, kind of thing, you know, like something like that. Like, there's so many ways that they could have took it, but they decided to make it into a completely unexplainable, doesn't work with the rest of the movie, stupid twist. But,
0: and the thing is, I if you love this film, I 100% am on board with you. I yeah. think I, you have totally have you know. I mean, everyone has a fucking right <laughs> to like whatever they like, but yeah. I also totally understand why you like it because it is a, yeah. at its heart a really good nuts and bolts stalk and slash. Yeah. but I personally just can't look past it, the yeah. twist, and yeah. that's all it comes down to. I bet when I watched this the first time, I bet I was totally gripped up until that point. And now, I think this is the first time I've watched it since since that very first go round. Um, Did you find just...
1: you noticed anything? Because this is the thing: like when there are films that have a really good twist at the end. If you were to then go back and watch it a little while later, knowing what the twist is, but forgetting like some of the minor details, yeah the idea is that if you were to go back and watch something that has a crazy twist like that at the end un- that there would be yeah. little hints or little things to, like throughout the beginning you're like oh I missed that but now I understand it because I know what the twist is but in this I don't feel like there would have been anything that would have connected no, to, it
0: to me you know what I mean like you, you said um, you mentioned uh, did you mention The Sixth Sense earlier? no uh, but something like that yeah. where it's got like a twist in it and then you go back and re-watch it and if anything it kind of strengthens the movie yeah. going back and noticing little things I know you were talking about Fight Club as well yeah. little things that you go back and watch and you think oh actually that makes that, me appreciate makes what, what they've done yeah, even yeah, more yeah. and if anything it gives me a greater appreciation and makes me think even higher of the film. If anything they have completely done the opposite in this.
1: Well, we will be reviewing Sixth Sense in 10 in ten episodes time because it's we'll a number see fif- if, we'll see <laughs> number if it's 56. the same
0: like i said because that twist makes sense yeah it does whether you think oh the ghosts like you know what i mean but that's if you if that's what your thought is then this is not the movie for you because it's about a kid who talks to dead people yeah you know i mean <laughs> so just just to spoil it before we get even uh, get to it yeah i think um, pretty
1: much everyone's had that spoiled somehow but
0: like we said it's just uh <laughs> just not doing it for me i'm afraid
1: no that's fine we can we can live with that. I mean this is what we're this is what we're here for hmm. is to go through movies, work out what we love, see what works, um, appreciate what makes a scary film scary, and to give an honest review. And I think we've done that. Very and, uh, very yeah. honest. Yeah. Too honest so, perhaps. Um like I said, you know, like visually, this film absolutely um, you know I wouldn't say it shit me up. Because, you know, I was uh, ready for ready for it. it
0: grossed you out pretty more than it shit you up. Yeah,
1: it kind of grossed me out. And, like, definitely got the adrenaline going. You know, it did everything that a horror movie is meant to do. It just felt like a bit of a letdown towards the end. I was like, okay. Didn't feel like it brought that, what the hell? You know, she's mm. the killer? Yeah. Like, it, it, it didn't do what it was meant to do for mm. me. And... You know, no no disrespect to anyone out here because we've had a few people say that they absolutely love the film, uh, they thought it was fantastic and everything. But for me, just that ending, just it just didn't do it for me.
0: Does it go off the list for you?
1: Mm, it definitely goes um, further further down from uh like yeah from 66 so 66 67 66.
0: So I for me it goes off the list just because no other movies made me angry. Mm. <laughs> And I don't want to go to the movies and be angry unless that's the intention of the movie, which this is... I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that was not the intention of the director and the writer. Um, although he co-wrote this, right? I With believe so, yeah. Like. Yeah, so that's not the, that should never be the intention of a movie, really. But uh, it just... Uh, <laughs> it, it makes me angry because it's actually quite good yeah. deep down at its core. Yeah. And that's what makes it i'm not angry i'm just disappointed although oh, i'm actually really angry it's the worst i'm actually um, angry as well
1: okay well uh when this goes up i'll make sure that there's a link also to the trailer so that if you uh, are interested in watching it obviously by now you have had it completely ruined so you're welcome we did give the spoiler warning at the top of the show but um i'd be
0: interested to go in <laughs> someone who's had the movie spoiled for them if they went in and watched it knowing what the twist is if mm. what their reaction would be yeah. as well yeah I feel like we need a like case said, study
1: like I said I, I my, my absolute response to that was when I've you know considering that I've watched a bunch of films where like the twist has been like wonderfully brought up again like you said you know with Fight Club in the sixth sense there's these bits where you're just like okay so that yeah that happened and that happened yeah. and that happened and that happened and
0: that you, makes sense now one thing that I've not asked just before we wrap up, because mm. I think we've gone through most of, most of the, what we want to talk about.
1: Mm.
0: You knew there was a twist coming, right? Because I had said that something happens at the end that makes that makes you really angry and makes me question what has come before it.
1: I was waiting for something. Did you but... have?
0: Did you? Did you have? Did you have any? You know, theories in whether they were in early stages or whether they were like fully formed, or did you have any like? ideas like oh it's gonna be this guy or like they're gonna have known each other or yeah
1: I thought it was maybe gonna be that or like you said before you know we all know your feelings on how horror movies like we were saying earlier you know horror movies haven't uh, the, when they have issues with ending mm. and they're not sure how to end it so they just sort of like throw something random in at the end so I thought maybe that was gonna be it that like it was just gonna have a real tied on ending. But I don't think I expected it to be this. Because yeah. so when like, you
0: really boil it down to what it to what it is, if you go from what the director is saying, which is <laughs> this is her version of the story that she tells in The Police, what that is just a fancy way of saying, and I, and I hate, you know I mean, this is like the hackiest trope of all, uh, is it was all a dream. Yeah. And is that good enough for a movie in 2003? Yeah. No. no. The answer is absolutely not. <laughs> you
1: know
0: what I mean? When it's been done on fucking Dallas. Dallas? Yeah. yeah. Then it, we can't Dallas be... Dallas
1: Dynasty, whatever it was. Yeah. W-
0: then we can't be doing it on, you know, an no. extreme French new wave horror. No. <laughs> okay. So that's my, that's my opinion. Uh, thank um, you very much. Right. Um, what have we got coming up next week?
1: Next week is 65. Now, have we had... A Japanese horror so far.
0: I don't think we have. I don't
1: think we have. So, uh, this one is one that I believe you've seen before. Again, I have not seen this one before. Okay. Uh, or you've heard of it, maybe. Okay. Single word title. Pulse. It is Pulse. I've not seen it. Okay. I'm
0: very much looking forward to A friend of mine, Liam, I think, uh, recommended this to me. Thanks, Liam. Um, yeah, cheers, Liam. And... Uh, yeah so a little
1: mini summary yeah go on okay uh so this came out in 2001 uh and the summary that is uh is available online is uh after a college student commits suicide a number of young adults living in tokyo witness terrifying visions transferred across the internet as more people disappear throughout the city the internet becomes a breeding ground for malevolent spirits Three seemingly disconnected stories follow three people as they attempt to solve the mystery behind the ghostly visions that are seeping beyond their computer monitors.
0: Sounds promising. Sounds like The Ring a yeah, little bit. Like, it's... although one thing, one thing that gives me pause to concern is um, a movie trying to do the internet in early two thousands, which for me just makes me think of um, hackers. Hackers. <laughs> And also that terrible scene in Battle Royale oh. where they're trying to hack the mainframe and it's just a kid playing basketball and it's like the animation. Like, here's how you hack the mainframe. You basically play you a, not- a shitty like Nintendo Wii minigame. They may of, as well uh, be doing Wii bowling at this point. It
1: just makes me think of uh, Ariana Richards in uh, Jurassic Park. She's like, the Linux system, I know this. And it's like a load of cubes yeah. on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have no idea if that's what it looks like. Maybe it does. Maybe yeah. we have computer people who can tell us that that's what it looked like back in t- the uh in they're the 90s, telling you it but doesn't. I don't think it did. um yeah i i'm excited about this it's been a while since i've watched uh, a japanese horror I've been, um, I've been
0: in the mood for like a tartan asia extreme recently every now and again i you know what i mean i follow so many great um uh like horror movie t-shirt companies and stuff like that on instagram i think it's vegan horror have got love like a vegan yeah horror. they've got like a great itchy the killer sure. <laughs> and i was like oh my god i would love to watch itchy the killer right now i've i've no idea what i would think of it with uh you know what i mean with old fif- man 15, 15 years i was gonna say growth but you could say old man glasses if you really want to be insulting <laughs> um but whether you know 20 something year old me who thought oh this is so cool whether that would you know whether that would hold up to the cold hard light of day
1: yeah i mean we'll we'll probably touch a little bit on the fact that almost everyone i know and probably almost everyone you know and you uh had this obsession with japanese horror japanese cinema so like late 90s early thousands was this crazy influx of these like insanely violent terrifying like malevolent spirit evil like entity I, kind of thing and i absolutely love it but like the the because par- it's it's kind of a mixture between the stuff that you and i both love like i'd say that you are somewhat of a gore hound you love mm. you love a bit of like gratuitous oh, yeah, for sure. blood um and i absolutely love like anything that's to do with like folklore ancient spirits and stuff like that which a lot of the japanese stuff like focuses on uh like either um contemporary uh like urban legend type stuff or like ancient spirits Mm. and things like that and and so it's like this marrying of two things that that you and i both love so i'm hoping that it stands up to
0: our hopes (laughs) yeah definitely hopefully it scratches that itch i've been having for Tartan Asia extreme moment. Yeah. Um cool. Right. So where can everyone find us on the interweb?
1: You can find us at Behind the Sofa podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um we post up uh if we can find the trailers or sometimes the entire movies, because bearing in mind we're what we're reviewing movies going all the way back to like, you know, literally over the last hundred years. I think the oldest film that we have is in the nineteen twenties. So a lot of them, this, the sort of statute of limitations has run out and people have been very friendly and put them up on YouTube and pl- other places where we can find them. So if we can find the whole film, we will put it up on our website. You can go to tinyurl.com slash behindthesofavision and you can watch trailers for all the movies that we have reviewed so far. And if we can find the film as well, then we'll put it up there too. Uh,
0: and awesome. that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> leave us a review uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um and come and say hello and if oh if you've got a review for Switchblade Romance mm, and you let's want know to, what you think yeah if you completely if I've just basically <laughs> for the last 55 minutes uh, slated everything that you know and love about <laughs> French extreme cinema then please feel free to hit us up uh, and give us a uh, a correct review yeah. instead of well, we'll read had, it out on next week's pod
1: I've had a whole uh, a whole bunch of people out of the people that I follow on Instagram who were talking recently I think uh, session 9 was on TV fairly recently because there was a lot of people saying that they were watching it and I resisted the temptation to tell people to uh, check out our review of it because it wasn't one of our favourites, no, I'm afraid. So Once if again, there's anyone that, out there that's feeling the same way about what we're, uh, what we're talking about, the Switchblade romance, come and let us know. Like yeah. We're here to learn. So we yes. want to know what you love about it. It's
0: a debate. We're not going to, you know what I mean? Everyone's entitled to their opinion. So even we, if want, it's wrong. we want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, even if it's totally wrong. But there you go. Right. Um, thanks I so think, much
1: for listening. Yeah,
0: thanks very much. So from behind the sofa.
1: Good night.